0: Hello there, my fellow warriors. So happy to be with you again this week and um, wanting to talk to you about something I talk about all the time, which is courage. And first of all, I want to remind you that I'm not courageous 100% of the time. I just keep choosing it. And I'm actually going to be talking about some different things over the next few episodes related to courage, and I'm, I'm kind of excited for you to hear them. But what I wanted to chat with you about today was conquering what you fear most. Now, what's interesting about that is when I talk about fear, I often give the advice to try to conquer small fears, and I, and I would still give you that advice. Conquer as many small fears as you can, take them on, face them, because that's your training ground. When we face the smaller fears, it gives us the know-how. It gives us confidence, right? It's, oh, I accomplished that. I I can do this. And it gives you kind of some how-to. So I definitely think you should do that. But we've got to address this big thing what you fear most, the thing that scares the holy hell out of you. So I was thinking about this, that before my daughter Jamie got into her addiction and all hell broke loose and all of that, what did I fear most? I feel like I didn't have a lot of fears, but but if I had been pressed and you said, really, really, what do you fear most? I definitely would have said something happening to one of my kids without question, Whenever I did hear a story about something happening to a child, it made me physically ill. I mean, the thought of that happening to Jamie or Sean made me, i, I you know, if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, its It's beyond your wildest nightmare, your worst nightmare. Something happening to one of your children. And of course, as you probably know, if you've listened to this podcast or know anything about my story... A few years ago, a parent's worst nightmare did become my own. My daughter Jamie did die, and in fact, she was murdered. You know what's so weird? Oh my gosh, my friends, listen to this. The second I I said that, I was kind of uh, thinking ahead in my brain right before the words came out. I almost started having one of those out-of-body experiences I haven't had in a while. While I was telling you that my daughter did die and she was murdered, it it was almost as if it's impossible for those words to be coming out of my mouth. What? It really did happen. It still seems unbelievable. So that's why when I, when I said before that I I used to think, well, I didn't have a lot of fears because I didn't sit around thinking about something happening to one of my kids because it was so out there, right? It's, it's every parent's worst nightmare, but it never really seemed like it would happen to me, probably wouldn't seem like it would happen to you. We keep our kids safe. We do everything we can to teach them about stranger danger and and all the things that they need to be equipped with to stay safe, to be happy, to have a productive life. You kind of thought you had all that control of that, right? And... So, so yes, I did definitely have that fear. I just didn't think about it a lot. But what's really weird is that I used to have this dream. I had a recurring dream, but all of the events were different. But the recurring theme was that Sean was drowning and I couldn't get to him. And I had this dream over and over, over a period of time. And it really bothered me because my dreams are so real. It's funny. I talk to people and they go, well, you know, I kind of remember my dreams. And yeah, they're sort of you know a little ethereal me no i'm in it it is happening and often i will wake up and think whoa did that happen i mean it takes me a while to shake a dream sometimes because they're so real so i would have these dreams where i'm at a hotel pool because we i grew up in the seattle area and really hardly anybody i knew had a pool so it wasn't as if i were around pools so in one of my dreams i'm at a hotel pool And Sean falls in and he's drowning. I can't get to him. Another time where I'm on a cruise ship and he falls overboard. And you know how it is in dreams where it's almost like those cartoons where you're running and your feet aren't moving. It's just, you know, motion, but nothing's happening and you can't, you can't move and or you're paralyzed. And um, so anyway, I would have this recurring dream. So without question, it was my biggest fear. Well, how do you ever conquer that? You never think about facing that. I mean, what the heck? Whoever thinks they're going to have to face that. So I got the knock on the door almost seven years ago now that every parent dreads, right? There there was the officer from the coroner's office standing on my porch. Literally, it happened. Standing on my porch, delivering the news. It's not anything I can go back from. I can't turn away from. I can't stop. I can't fix there's no hope attached to her life anymore. It is over other than the hope and belief that she's in heaven, that she's with Jesus, all that. But still, you know, I'm a human being down here on planet earth. And so worst fear. So I want to, and that might not be your worst fear, um, because I, 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 it probably is if you're a parent, but there might be another fear that you really should be facing right now that isn't that, right? Even though that could be ultimately your worst fear. I'm talking about that thing that's really taking you down, the thing that's got you paralyzed, that thing that has you feeling scared every day. So it doesn't have to be something as big as this, as losing a child. But for those of you with sons and daughters in addiction, I know that you live with that fear you may have come close to having that reality happen. I know many have. And I'm sure you're having those out-of-body experiences too. So what really think about what scares you the most about whatever this situation is. It could be that you are afraid that your spouse is going to leave you. There's been some kind of situation or incident or you're feeling, whatever it is, maybe that's your biggest fear right now. Maybe I should put it that way. Let's conquer the, the, what you fear most right now. So I guess really what we have to do is kind of get our arms around what scares us most about the situation. Is it living with a broken heart, that hole in your heart for the rest of your life? Is it, you don't want to feel alone? Is it you're afraid of losing that position and that income that goes with that position, whatever that is, And then kind of asking yourself, do you feel like you won't survive it? Is that what it is? We feel like I won't be able to survive this. Well, as far as losing a child, I can tell you, I used to literally say it. When those stories I would hear of something happening to a child that I told you earlier made me physically ill, I would say, no way. I couldn't survive that. That's what I would voice. I couldn't survive it. You're going to find me drooling in a corner, rocking back and forth. Like I'm done. If anything happens to one of my kids, well, I found out that one, that something did happen to one of my kids and I'm not done. It doesn't mean I haven't wanted to be done. It doesn't mean I haven't felt that gravitational pull of depression. It it doesn't mean I haven't been there. Uh, it doesn't mean that I haven't felt like it's so unfair. All the stuff, right? All of it. We all, we all go through the same types of feelings. So I don't want you to think for one minute, I'm just like, dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, no problem. I lost a child. All good. No, 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 no. I'm here to tell you that you are stronger than you think. Everybody is. Everybody is far more courageous than they imagine. Unfortunately, most of us are going to have to find out the hard way. Right? We're gonna have to find out because something hits us upside the head that unimaginable happens. Or a series of, maybe not the unimaginable, but a series of of difficulties and challenges and things that we fear. They they just come at us. And we're kind of left with, well, okay, what now? What am I gonna do here? Am I going to just, you know, roll up in a ball and give up? Or am I gonna fight? I'm pretty sure that if you talk to someone that you know, someone that you meet and you ask them, you know, how have you been able to overcome this? Now remember overcoming doesn't mean that we obliterate any feelings about it. It just means we overcome the grip it has on us. So you ask this person, how has it been possible for you to get here and be this way in the face of that situation? Could you have imagined you could be here? And I guarantee you that Almost everyone will say, no, I couldn't have imagined because we don't really believe we're as courageous as we think we are. We look at other people, right? Military, firefighters, police officers, they're courageous and they are absolutely, credibly. But so are we. And we've already proven it in some way. Everybody has faced things they are, were scared of and, and we've had to face it, right? If it was going to kindergarten and you were terrified. If it was standing up in front of a room and delivering a speech in high school, I remember doing that. Oh my gosh, and I wasn't exactly a shy girl. That made me terrified and sick, and I knew everybody in the classroom. So, but I did it, okay? We've all done things. We've all faced things because we are more courageous than we think. And so what we do with our adversity is we go, no, no, I don't want adversity. I just want it to just go away instead of embracing it and saying, okay, well, this is how I become courageous. It's through this adversity. That's where my courage comes through. You've got to start believing that. I know, I know, I know whatever you're going through, you have said repeatedly Why me? Why me? I know because I said it a thousand times, maybe more. Why me? Until the day I looked at myself in the mirror and said, why not you? Why not you? Why should be somebody else that has to go through this? Why? Why should they have to? Why not you? I wish nobody had to go through the kind of things that I have, the kind of things that you have. I mean, I wish life were all lollipops and rainbows and flowers, but it's just not. That's not the reality. Things are going to happen to people, different things to different people, right? It almost seems like a crapshoot, doesn't it? And so why not you go through this thing? Why not you? One of the best pieces of advice I can give anybody about overcoming, about conquering fear, about making it through whatever they're going through is to stop waiting for somebody else to change, for that situation to go away, for, you know, everything to just flip over. For, you know, Ed McMahon to knock on the door with a big publisher's clearinghouse check. Wait, Ed McMahon, he's probably been dead a long time. I don't know who hands those checks out now, but you know what I'm talking about. Waiting for that that lottery win, for that that situation to just magically disappear, waiting for a miracle. And by the way, I still believe in miracles, but I'm not in charge of them. That'd be God's department and he hasn't sent me any memos or anything. I have no idea if or when he'll perform a miracle in my life I believe there have been many that we don't even notice, but that's another podcast episode. Stop waiting. Step up. Step up to the plate and take a swing. Face what you fear most, believing that no matter what it is, you can handle it. And here's the thing. Even if that thing happens, you're going to have to face it. So why not face it now? I'm not saying to stand up and anticipate it, but I will say that during my daughter's addiction, you know, she was shot when she was 18. If you don't know my story, and it was very, very serious. The fact that she actually, let me go right back to that word miracle. It was a miracle. I mean, literally the doctors were going, it's its kind of a miracle that she survived it with the least amount of physical damage possible. Well, see, there you go. I do believe in miracles. I've had one. Uh, but, uh, now I've completely lost my train of thought as I got off on that. Does that happen to you? Or is that just me? So she was shot that first time. I was, um, so scared of her dying, you know, after that, not, not even just overdosing, but obviously she lived in a dangerous world. I never could have imagined she'd be shot again, 12 years and 12 days later, and it would be the end, but. But, you know, I, but what I decided was the path that she was on, we already experienced how scary it was. You know, we already know statistics with, you know, there aren't really any old addicts, right? I mean, I knew that it could be serious. So what I did not do is live in expectancy for it. It wasn't as if when they knocked on the door, giving me that worst news ever, it wasn't as if I went, well, knew that was coming. Okay, thanks. You know, it, it wasn't that. I did not expect it. I lived with expectancy that Jamie would get clean. I did. Was it a disappointment when she wasn't? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I got to live with expectancy. At the same time with living with that expectancy, I faced the reality, the fear that she might not make it out. And I started to work on myself and started to believe that no matter what, if that worst thing ever happened, that I could make it. And I'm not talking about just make it, that I could be okay and I could still inspire others. And, and I have that belief because I decided to face my worst fear. So whatever your worst fear is, whether it's bigger than what I just said or smaller, it doesn't matter. That isn't the point at all. Because whatever you fear most right now, again, I said right now, Whatever, Because because, let's say you don't have a child in addiction and you're listening to this and you're going, well, why would I sit around facing that fear when everything's fine, you know? I mean, the point is, whatever it is that has you kind of scared right now, that, that's that thing, you know what it is. And you think, I couldn't make it through it. I wouldn't make it through it. I'd be too heartbroken. I'd be too devastated. Whatever you think, it's time to start stepping up, facing Every kind of fear you can, but certainly start to conquer what you fear most because your courage is somebody else's hope. That's the other part. You know, there have been people who've looked at me and said, wow, I I can make it. If the unimaginable happened, I could make it. I can make it now during this nightmare that I'm living. And, And I can even do more than just make it. So I highly recommend, I really, really wanna inspire you to make today the day that you say, I'm gonna start conquering the grip that this fear has over my life because it's detrimental. And then, you know, there's always the how-to. The how-to, you know, you can work with me, you can go to ValerieSlavera.com and I've got Warriors and Hope Coaching, I've got the Nine Weapons of Hope, you can work on your own. You can come to Warriors and Hope 2023, the Freedom Experience. That's in Phoenix in October. And I just, I can't tell you what it's like. You have to come and experience it. The people who have been there could tell you. Um, it's, It's a way that we all get together. We link arms. Yes, it is motivational and it's inspiring. But importantly, we build a community. We have people, I have women who are lifelong friends now from an event they attended four years ago. It's amazing to see this incredible friendship and they live in different parts of the country, but what has developed by them being able to be there in person together. So that's really important is to link arms with people who are, who are standing up to and who are warriors. And again, it's a great thing to do to meet people actually in person. If possible, come to Phoenix in October and experience what we, what so many of us have now. You know, this is a whole new thing. We're beginning in Phoenix. Um, we used to call it Still Standing Live. And now we've got this Warriors and Hope. And this one's called the Freedom Experience. And And I really hope that um, you will come and join us and you will get free. And we will talk about more about conquering fear and more of the how-tos. So... You know, we, I'm not doing that here on this podcast, but I hope at least it motivates you to start looking for solutions. If I'm not the solution, go to ValerieSilver.com. If you look around and that's for whatever reason, that's not your solution, find it somewhere. With somebody who's really got tangible resources that you can use, ways that you can, you know, things that you can implement into your daily life, actions you can take, accountability, because this is serious stuff right? This is not just some fluffy thing. This is serious, my friend. If fear has a grip on you, that is friggin' serious. This is your life. You only have one shot at it. And this sucker is flying by. I mean, I don't know about you. I talk about that all the time too. Like, man, time's flying. And the clock is actually moving at the same speed it always has moved. But it seems to be like somebody came in and sped mine up. How about yours? So there's no more time to wait or waste. Now is the time to start conquering what you fear most. We can do this together.